This is your emergency broadcast system. Welcome to Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald, the business podcast with attitude. Today's show is sponsored by The Black Tux. Go to theblacktux.com to change the way you do suit and tuxedo rentals with original designs and easy online ordering. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. May God be with you all. Back by popular demand and missed by everyone except Bald, the beard, Kirby Smith, is once again rightfully hosting this week's episode of your favorite podcast, Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald. Mm, drink it in. It always goes down smooth. We have an amazing guest joining us today, but before I bring him on, let me introduce to everyone my partner, who has a better chance of finding Waldo than he does his hairline, all the way from Houston, Texas, the bald himself, my little people McNugget, Mr. Scott Schaefer. Let's dance, dickweed. And once again, Beardo, thank <laughs> you so much for that below lackluster introduction. But what should I expect, or anybody expect for that matter, from a guy who looks like Don King is hanging upside down from his face? <laughs> Scott, he's on fire. <laughs> However, Beardo, did you know that they actually say that balding is caused by an excess of testosterone? In other words, only the super duper manly men and jesters go bald. You are fake news. <laughs> well, first of all, who is they? <laughs> While it appears you've lost your hair, you have seemed to have also lost your last bit of rationale and sanity. I mean, come on. How, how, I mean, however, it's nice to know you still have a sense of humor about it. You know. Well, you know, in the same article that I did pick this up on, it okay. did say that gray hair is a sign of wisdom. So what is your excuse? <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I can't hear you over this majesty of my beard. But I do want to make sure our listeners hear this. Hashtag biz with beard and bald can be found on and subscribe at anchor.fm slash biz with beard and bald. Again, go out there and subscribe to the show to listen to past episodes and future releases. And while the hundreds of thousands of you are out there doing that, please help us and donate a razor to my homeless-looking friend or just help your business. You can hit listener support, and we can feature you or your business, the lead sponsor. That's right, from the front of any episode. <laughs> uh, I could go there, but I'm not. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and let's uh, bring on our guests onto the podcast, all right? Is that okay with you, Scott? It's always okay to get anybody else on here but you. <laughs> Stop making fun of me. <laughs> well, he is a LinkedIn growth expert and number one international best-selling author of the book, Growth Hacking, Strategically Grow Your Business Connections from Zero to 10,000 in Just 365 Days. He is also the president and CEO of Marketing and Network University. He is the owner of MNU Digital and the owner of Coffee and Bean Magazine. All the way from the Gopher State, that's Minnesota. Mr. Jess Tiffany, welcome to the podcast octagon of hashtag biz with beard and bald. Let's take a walk on the wild side. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> hey, hey, Jess, your state has been making a lot of news lately, and it's not just for what's coming down the pipe with your growth hacking hair plan for myself. Um, <laughs> it's more of a specific congressional representative making the news, and Minnesota is just being associated with her. Am I right? Or normally we do not like to get into politics or political debates. So uh, what the hell, bro? Like, how did she get elected? <laughs> you scorpion woman! 
Well, Jess, wait, you don't have to answer that. Uh, well, I, you know, I, uh, it, my, it was my personal uh, vote, probably. No, actually, I didn't vote for her. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I can't remember. I, well, it's just it's just odd, you know. I mean, and what I you know what I don't understand is this. It, it just seems like many self-described progressives out there, you know, you know, not many, but there's a several like to like Omar. They just don't like Israel, and it's clear. But yet, I don't understand, you know, when Israel, that country, is actually, you know, its values are more in line with the Democratic Party's claims to champion that they champion. I mean, it's just it's just odd to me. Um, out of anybody in the in the Middle East, so it, it's just weird. It is what She's it is. She's an odd duck, She's in my a, opinion. <laughs> but you know, hey, there's there's other things that you're really famous for. Not you, but oh, the, state, yeah. the state of Minnesota. Some great oh, things, yeah. right? One, oh, AK, yeah. one AK hockey hair, right? It's not a mullet. It's hockey <laughs> hair, right? That's what you, <laughs> yes. In fact, I know the marketing lady that kind of worked with that program. So yeah, the Mall of America is up there. Yeah, Jesse Ventura is you know, Wahlburgers. Don't forget Wahlburgers. That's oh, the Wahlburgers good and Prince. How can we forget Prince, right? Prince. And I think the most, the the best thing ever is Scotch tape. One of the greatest inventions. Yes, I used to work there. No way. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, Maplewood Campus. Yeah. What did you do there? Well, that gets into my story, so we got okay, to ask the questions about my story, and then I'll get into that. <laughs> That's no well, hey, 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 Jess or Jester, before I let uh, my furry friend turn this whole podcast and your episode into another boring episode of Major Garrett, um, we can just order takeout and let Beard take over the show. But uh, let me tell you and our listeners where they can find the podcast, and then we're going to get right to your story. Right. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, Anchor, and PocketCast. And just for those who may want to know, I live in Houston, Texas. That's not Houston, as he gets caught in Beard's tongue, um, as well Nobody as his chin. Oh, okay, all right, whatever. But with all the social media platforms out there, why did you choose LinkedIn as the one to study and become an expert mastermind at Jester? And let's get going with your story. All right. Well, um, it all came out of the essential of uh, I was I own the Marketing and Networking University, which is an online business education portal. Uh, basically, people go there and take uh, courses. And um, so we go to uh, uh, back a ways when I was working at 3M. Um, I basically ran all the courses all throughout the campus. So we teach polymeric nanofibers on one side, and then I'd go over here and teach. Uh, or actually, I wouldn't teach, but I just facilitated everything and then go over and teach. You know, accounting, business acumen, and then uh, you know, adhesives. And uh, uh, basically, cow. my job was to just introduce speakers and then distribute that to 3M China, 3M India, all that stuff. Anyway, so that uh, was something I found very. Uh, enjoyable. I enjoyed facilitating and getting things moving, and uh, and uh, that sort of thing. And I was a, a contact contractor. And then you know the 2008, I think, it came along, whatever it was, and they let off the whole department and everything. But um, but I really enjoyed that facilitation process. So when I went to start marketing at university, basically what I do there is the exact same thing I did at 3M, except for it's online and it's only business because uh, that's my topic uh, that I like business marketing and sales. And uh, so that's kind of how that happened. And then through that process of finding speakers and finding talented people, I discovered that LinkedIn was the easiest way with the least uh, interference uh, to get to the right people that I wanted to uh, try to recruit to teach on my platform. And um, 
uh, through that plot process, we also discovered that some people couldn't figure out stuff uh, and they'd come back and ask for help. And then I'd do stuff for free all the time yeah. and decided that was not very profitable. So we spun <laughs> off our digital agency uh, so that we could uh, turn that into a separate business. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. So what can someone go out there and learn? I mean, uh, you, you said business marketing and uh, sales is your specialty. You know, yeah. What, give, give us an example of some of the things that uh, people can go out there and uh, tap into. Yeah. So there's there's uh, a lot of it's marketing right now. It's um, it's you know how to uh, run a marketing campaign, how to mm-hmm. use hashtag marketing, Facebook marketing. Um, there's a few um, you know more general uh, business running type stuff. Uh, and I have a sub website that I use with my consulting, but it that is a 52 week business domination course, and that's basically every week there's a new lesson and basically walks you through running a company successfully up to the million dollar uh, area. Wow. Um, and that one's kind of got some national acclaim behind it. But uh, so anyway, those are kind of the, the things we do there. And then um, how did you we find just the time it. to create all this and put it together? Did you, oh. just go, did you just take a long sabbatical and just, you know, <laughs> house yourself away in an apartment for three years or what? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, I, I, uh, I grew a beard during that time and then uh, shaved it off. And, uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but uh but yeah, no, it's just a lot of work, hiring a lot of contractors. Um, basically, I've partnered with, so the, my business model is a little bit unique. We have every person that does it is a specialist in those areas. So instead of me just being good at you know LinkedIn and a few other things, Facebook and social media stuff, and then trying to do all this other stuff, I basically brought in a, a web developer, a graphic designer, a video person, a, a, a photo person. Basically, we've kind of created the company around specialists in each little niche um, so that we can uh, offer you know, the highest quality on all areas of marketing versus just bits and pieces. Well, that's interesting. Very, very, very interesting business model. So congratulations on that. Well, let's talk about your book, right? Growth Hacking is the number one bestseller. Uh, was this your first book ever? And tell us more about this book and who is the target audience and what can we gain from reading it? Yeah, well, as far as my first book, um, it's my first I'd call real book. <laughs> what do you mean um, by that? What did you do, what public fake ones? <laughs> Yeah, remember when I got laid off from 3M in 2008, I had a little free time. And okay. so I went to some internet guru seminar thing way back when, and they said you can make money selling Kindle books. Oh, and cool. so uh, a lot of it was just what they call like where you could, at the time at least, you could repurpose old books that were out of co- out of copyright. And so basically I took old uh, old books and basically added, you know, new uh, biographies of the authors or some new imagery or new this and that. Um, basically took old titles and, uh, you know, some uh, old religious texts and basically added like a Bible study guide to it and things like that. And so I pu- actually technically published over 200 books. Um, and I did that for about a year and a half. And uh, I quit about, you know, eight, 10 years ago doing it. But I still get royalties today from all that stuff. Well, that's nice. So that was kind of my, so when that, it's kind of like my real book. But this is the first book that I wrote the whole thing. Um, and technically I didn't write it. I, I cheated and used that dragon naturally speaking because I can talk really well, but I type slow. Right. And uh, so eventually I got brave enough to uh, uh, get started by talking because when I tried typing, I end up deleting the sentence every five seconds <laughs> and never got any headway. So what, what was me- that called again? Uh, Dragon naturally so, uh, speaking software, but basically you talk and it types what you say. Wow, that won't work for you, Beardo. Trust me. <laughs> Have to speak we English. Just anything that comes out of your mouth or your mind into text would just disappear. <laughs> Some of that stuff probably should disappear. 
<laughs> well, speaking of growth hacking, that sounds like the perfect way to describe your new hygiene routine, Beard. What the hell, bro? But seriously, Jeff, <laughs> there are so many people on LinkedIn, especially influencers. Um, I know one that's not. But what is the first step in reaching the real influencer that will work with me and my business? Well, Scott has yep. to get on LinkedIn first, right? That's the first step. I just, hey, I was, I referenced that. You didn't have to go deeper. <laughs> well, I, I tell people um, one of the big things is you need to make yourself, you know, if like if you were an influencer, would you want to connect to you? Um, so we talk about what well, I call wait, 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 wait. There, There's our answer. That's why Scott's not on there. No one wants to connect with him. So, we can move See, on to the figured, next question. Figure right? this no, out. I'm, All right, we I'm figured joking. it out. Right. Hey, no, go good. massage your chin. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt. I had to. You teed it up too well. Thanks. <laughs> um, so for my, I have a LinkedIn marketing cheat sheet, but we put together an acronym called POP, and it's basically, um, you know, uh, be polished. Uh, what opportunities do you offer, and what problems do you solve? But if you can get those three things into your uh, LinkedIn profile, typically you'll do well. So if you have professional pictures, no Friday night vendor pictures that aren't allowed. Sorry, uh, guys. Wait a sec. Um, and <laughs> I'll never refer to my dad as pop again after hearing how awesome that sounds. And then, uh, yeah, always opportunity. You know, what opportunities can you uh, present to people and what problems do you solve? So basically, you know, uh, you solve the problem of this obscurity, for instance, or whatever it is. Um, but uh, so you want to look presentable, be that person. And then when you find those influencers that you want to connect to, then you need to like their stuff, share their stuff, comment, um, you know, make good comments that make sense. And, uh, you know, sometimes with deeper thinking or make your make some beer jokes in there might uh, work, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but uh, or ball jokes, either one. Uh, but uh, basically, what you're doing is trying to draw out that influencer and um, and build, you know, get to a point where they want to build a relationship with you, or they're like, you know, or you go likes, you know, 700 of their things one one day in the same time, and their phone blows up, you know, from likes all over the place, and they're like, who the heck is this Jess Tiffany guy liking right. 600 of mine? And uh, once you do that a little bit, and you know him a little bit, uh, so they know your name, then you send them an invite and say, hey. Uh, you know, uh, be interested in uh, chatting with you, and I have a script for that and all that stuff. But uh, awesome. but basically, that's what you do. And then once you've made that contact, then you can start uh, building relationship. And a lot of times, it's not business related. You know, right. sounds uh, like the first seven years of Beardo's uh, dating experience to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, or, you know, or you do something free for them. Yeah. You know, um, you know, if you can, uh, sh you know, offer to to feature them in an article or something, or uh, you know, or uh, invite you know, them on a podcast. Yeah, invite them on a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and podcast is one of the best ways. Is you know, invite them on a podcast. You get a personal relationship with the person, and then off See, you go. We are doing something right. <laughs> you are. But hey, you know, one but one thing though, uh, you really brought up there, and it was it was the back end of the pop, right? It's the you. Ha it's social media. You have to be engaged. It's just not about you know, going out there and seeing how many followers you can get. The one thing that drives me nuts on Instagram is this game that people are playing of, hey, I follow you and then I unfollow you an hour later just so I can, it looks like I have 10,000 followers and only follow like 800 people. Like I'm this big influencer. One, I probably paid for most of those. And two, that game is just so rude. And, you know, and I think it was played a lot at the beginning because you cannot really, it was hard to track that on Instagram. But now they have apps out there that you can see that and it just drives me nuts. And yeah, I don't know, you probably shouldn't do it, but when they do it on our page, I, I 
message him right back and say, hey, thanks for the follow unfollow. Don't do it again. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it, hey, Jester, will you please set the record straight for Beardo and just let him know that there's really the reality is there is no game, and these are just people that just are messing with him and like him alone. The rest of us, the rest of us aren't experiencing that, are we, Jess? No, well, I, I've heard rumor. There. Yeah, people game any anytime there's something if people can think they can get some gain out of it, they'll game the system. So yeah, I think I saw Gary V put a video out the other day complaining about that saying that's just a horrible way to do things and just need to stop but you know, speaking of linkedin influences i'm going to put you on the spot here and sure. since, you're, since you're the linkedin mastermind we have to ask you this and i might catch some slack for this but you know what i don't really care is bridget heidenstein and oleg vishnaposky real people or are they fake it's a trap <laughs> <laughs> i've seen that on the internet a lot uh, people saying they're fake and stuff um I know personally that Bridget Hyacinth is a real person. I've, I've, she's actually written a blog post for me. Damn it! Are you kidding me? Really? Um, yes. Yeah, so you can check that out on marketing website, marketing and networking so you university. You know her, right? Yeah, we've talked on email multiple times, Here and I've, right. her. I've seen right. her on videos on YouTube. She speaks in front of organizations and stuff like that. Um, Oleg, the only thing I could find on him, because because I. Uh, because I read that somewhere, I'm like, no, I'm 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 not even connected to him. But uh, uh, the only thing I can find is a guy that looks exactly like Oleg, and they say <laughs> his name is Oleg on YouTube, lifting like 300 pounds or something at age really? 75. Wow. That's so there is a person that claims to be Oleg on the internet, on YouTube, but, but I don't but we, know. I can't guarantee it. But we can guarantee it has been okay today, guys. Hashtag business with beard and bald. It has been guaranteed that Bridget Hydesnight is a real person on LinkedIn. I'm glad we got that Absolutely. cleared up. And yeah, here's what I want you to do. We 13 before she was famous. So We, we <laughs> want to get into HR and uh, the recruiting game because I think that has really been messed up the past 10 years. And mm -hmm. I want Bridget on the show. And I've asked her to come on, and I haven't heard anything yet. So any help you can get to bring Bridget on the show right. to talk we'll about it. this game, let's, let's get her on here because I would love to have her on. All right, I'll, I'll do my best. You're the man, Jess. She's kind of she's kind of super famous now, though, so she doesn't uh, get back to me quite as quick as she used to. <laughs> well, when she finds out that super famous Beard and, and Bald want her on the show, that'll just trust me. This will be the easiest task you have this week. Probably, probably. Next to making your bed. But Jester, many people do not see the lead potential <laughs> on LinkedIn. So, what is one thing we can do today that people are missing to help grow leads for their business on LinkedIn? Well, there's lots of things. LinkedIn is super awesome and super powerful for that uh, growing leads. But um, one thing, like I today, I was uh, at, at the meeting, and uh, what I do is I go up front. So I'm talking about a live networking meeting, and basically I announce to the audience, I say, hey, everybody, pull out your phones, open up your LinkedIn app, and then push my person, the little uh, my networking button on the bottom, and then hit find nearby. And every single person that goes, goes to that page instantly pops up on that screen and you hit connect to all of them and now you got 30 new contacts walking out the building without even handing out a business card wow good so i That's use that a lot one. so how do we do this repeat that i want to catch up when you go all to right. my network right my network yep and then click on find nearby okay you have and to have your it. bluetooth enabled and that's yep. it Yep. Wow. And then you make uh, 10, 20, 30 connections in a few seconds unless um, you're the one person in your audience that doesn't have access to any of that that's like correct. And then I have zero, which is what I started with, and I walk well, out. 
Yeah, then you uh, go then you <laughs> do it the old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. I like your way better. You probably should rethink it while you're in that around. seminar. Yeah, so, and then, um, yeah, and then, you know, the same thing, um, you know, you want to you wanna use, I, I use LinkedIn as a marketing funnel, basically. So what I do is I, I went out, I, and that's, that's kind of what sets my book a little part from what a lot of people are doing. But basically, I said, who's my ideal clients? Who's my, you know, uh, my my dream clients? Who's my dream mentors? My, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, if you're, you know, bald and single, who's your dream girls? Whatever. But you know, uh, you can uh, you connect to the people that you want to connect to. You know, figure out who's your employees that you're going to need in the next five years, not the ones you need today, but the ones you need in five years. And you build those relationships. And as they see your feed over the next one year, two years, when you need that person, you reach out and they're already warm and ready to go. Right. Well, you just, you're just target profiling. You know exactly what your profile is and you're making sure that's who you're connecting with. That's well, right. The one thing, you know, we do a lot of lead generation uh, outside the show for our other company. And, you cool. know, one of the things is we find people lack the understanding that social media lead generation, including LinkedIn, it, it's, just, it's not magical and that it takes time and consistent efforts that you just explained. If so, why are people, you know, missing that? Do you think it's just because they're, you know, they're late to the game and they're just like, okay, I got to jump in this now and I need to see a fast return? I mean, it just doesn't happen tomorrow. I mean, you just can't start doing market automation through any platform and start making $20,000 a month. It just doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think we're kind of a microwave generation. You know, we, we expect things to be done in 30 seconds or less. Um and that's kind of a mindset that carries over, I think, into lead generation. And and we're all about the, you know, uh, instant sale. So, you know, out of 100%, only 1% to 2% are buy what we call now buyers. And those are the people that are ready to buy today. Mm-hmm. And then the other 98 or so are going to probably buy someday. Um, but but we aren't marketing to those people. So uh, what we want to do is catch them at the top of the funnel, the middle of the funnel, and the buyers and have different entry points so that you can nurture those people over time uh, because a lot of those people will come back to you later and become really high quality leads um, after they feel comfortable and have built a level of trust with you. Yeah. Well, good. That's a great answer. Well, we, we've come to the point of the show where we have to break for some of our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll continue to discuss LinkedIn and get into business issues that most small businesses all face. So yes, we will be back. And in fact, there's a better chance we'll be back before Scott's hairline returns. Not until then. Let's have one of Jess's favorite tunes, Believer by Imagine Dragon, which I think is two weeks in a row we've had Imagine Dragon on. Take us into break. Is that all right? Phenomenal. That's phenomenal. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. We'll Fantastic. Phenomenal. The way that things have been, oh, the way that things have been, Second thing, second, don't you tell me what you think that I can be. I'm the
since we are into the second half of the episode and we want to make sure we keep this show under the 45 minute time frame, I have written the shortest joke possible. So I wrote a two word joke, which Scott Schaefer. Alrighty then. Fine. It's just Fine like a, you know, it's just like a pack more real questions into the show, so I just want to you know shorten things up. But <laughs> well, Forrest, I'm really struggling to see things from your point of view, which uh, from my uh, text messages and emails off the chain, so are a lot of our listeners. But then again, we all feel that your uh, your head's so far up uh, your ass. How could we understand <laughs> exactly what he just said? So um, <laughs> let me reintroduce our guest, LinkedIn Mastermind. Mr. Jess, the Jester, Tiffany. <laughs> Jess, before we broke, we were talking about influencers and lead generation. Two things my bearded friend knows, well, not much about. But anyway, <laughs> a lot of issues we see with social media platform is that people do not simply ask for referrals. They just don't. So they get a Facebook page, make a few inconsistent posts, and then <gasps> wait. And when they're waiting, they're actually refreshed, refreshed, refresh. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, it's just, it cracks me up. Like, you can go to a coffee shop and see it. You can go to a gas station and see it. You can go anywhere and see it. I almost see it in my living room. But anyway, <laughs> I think they're simple, simply fearful out of the outcome. Like, that's it. Like, we all get this. It's like the wedding day, you know? We have this desired outcome, this vision. And then we're just fearful that it's not going to turn out that way. So what is the one thing you can share with us today on how to ask for referrals? Um, and let's go specifically specifically on LinkedIn that will uh, be successful for our listeners. And what are some common mistakes that Beard's probably making um, and as well as some of our listeners? Yeah, I call it hope marketing. Hope so you marketing. just throw something out there and hope it works. Um, and then you have the other side of the spectrum where people are too aggressive, where they're just like so you hit a connect, you hit connect. And then all of a sudden it's like. Boom, do you want to buy my product? And you're like, uh, whoa, who are you again? I just said, okay, because your profile looked okay. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, so some people don't even read posts. your profile. They'll send stuff to you, and I'm like, uh, yeah, we do that too. So, no, I'm not going to buy that from you. Sorry. It exactly. that way. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but, you know, um, you know, it really gets down to creating a relationship. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you look at the profile real quick and see, oh, you were in Boy Scouts and, oh, I was in Boy Scouts 10 years ago. So you build, find a piece of co commonality and then you, you build a relationship on that. And then business will come out of that a lot of times. But, you know, and then you say, hey, I really enjoyed chatting with you the other day. And, you know, would you let you want to catch a cup of coffee or if you're local, if they're not local, then I usually do a 15 minute. I'll just say, hey, let's catch a 15 minute strategy call. No agenda. Uh, maybe there's some way we can collaborate on something. Wait, 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 wait. So you guys, so your secret, if I'm hearing this right, Jester, is you got you throw coffee at each other? <laughs> yes. Hot okay. scalding coffee. Hot scalding coffee. Wow. Well, I, I think you're right because I think the, on the you know misinformation we just talked about a little bit earlier, people who are finally getting into digital marketing and uh, and using platforms like that, again, think that it's it's this magic be all right when reality is this technology is not going to just generate business for you it just grabs people's attention it's a different way to get a hold of somebody than we've yeah. been used to before in the past but at the end of the day it's the same sales fundamentals that we've always you know have used that that made it successful it's just yep. a different way to connect with somebody. It's a, you know, it's, it gives you an opportunity and gives you different options to connect with people. In the old days, it's either you walk in or pick up the phone. Now you can, you know, reach these individuals 10 different ways anymore. And yep. that's what, but at the end of the day, you still got to take them through the sales funnel. You got to find some commonality. You have to understand their business and you got to be able to close the deal. 
You have to be closing all the time. And if you can't catch a cup of coffee, you're, just, <laughs> you're out, bro. <laughs> you know, and you, you can do other lead generation things within LinkedIn. You know, like I'll put some, like the other day, I just put out something that said, hey, a couple of people asked for my LinkedIn cheat sheet. Here it is. And here's the link. Right. And, you know, and then some people click on it and download it. And then, of course, they're in my drip campaign and then they're getting an ongoing drip campaign on top of my, uh, you know, LinkedIn stuff. Um, but uh, the divorce you, rate in America just went up, bro. The what? <laughs> yeah, he published a cheat sheet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It uh, just gives you a, it's like a one page reference to kind of get you a couple things you can do. So, well, but besides- uh Besides shaving your head, what's the uh, most common mistake people do wrong on their LinkedIn profile? You know, I did I did a mohawk once, and then I had, <laughs> then I uh, I went to a basketball camp, and everybody made fun of me. So the next day, I was bald. So did you really do uh, a mohawk? Is that true? I, that's a true story. I think I was maybe thirteen or something, or twelve, or somewhere in that area. I cannot find a picture for my All life. Right. I've looked. So <laughs> I wanted to show my wife. You know, she she'd appreciate that. It's so. probably safer that way, Jess. <laughs> Uh, so, but, uh, you know, and, and I do like my books does say growth hacking and and there are some things like we, we would go to like, um, say you're targeting, like say Microsoft or something. Then I'd go to hunter.io, which you can strip email addresses and stuff. And then you can grab email addresses and then you go to LinkedIn where you can invite by email. There's an option for that. Mm -hmm. And then you can just kind of blast in there, but that's not personal. It just, what it does is that it breaks it up. So you get, you know, you send it to 20 people and you might get two that connect to you because, because it's a lazy, stupid way to connect to people. And, uh, but, but what it does is it gives you an opening and then you can go in there and say, Hey, uh, thanks for connecting. Um, see, the reason I, I wanted to connect was I, uh, I'm trying to find out who to talk to in the marketing department about, mm-hmm. uh, training. Um, and then sometimes they'll go, oh yeah, that's Joe Thomas or whatever it is. And then, then, then what you do is you go back and you say, Hey, Joe Thomas, um, I was talking to this guy named Steve and he said, you're the person I need to talk to. (laughs) And, and then you kind of get this like referred or inferred, I should say referral, even though you didn't, you know, he didn't technically uh, send you there in a, like a, like he's your buddy type relationship. But so you can do little tricky things like that. You know, I've tried some different stuff, but, but what works ultimately the best is finding something common, building a relationship, sending them a, you know, calendar invite or something to say, Hey, we should chat on the phone. And then that 15 minutes uh, turns out to business and magic. Well, with the pop, get it? The pop of social media participation, Jess, how it's just grown <laughs> significantly um it, it's becoming so difficult to be found i mean much like beard's chin but uh what is the one <laughs> thing i can do on my linkedin profile that will help my clients find me if there was just one single thing that you would recommend aside from opening a linkedin account and having a profile <laughs> that's what i was gonna say <laughs> Um, utilize search engine optimization on linkedin linkedin is basically a search engine for people uh, so you, you know, use common language, you know, so you don't, so if you put like uh, you know, podcasting guru on there, uh, might not get found because nobody's looking for a podcasting guru, but they might be looking for a podcast, pod, podcast expert or right. something. So use, use common language that people actually would use in a search term. Um, and then, you know, um, and build your profile to where you want to be, not to where you are. So you don't, it's not a resume anymore these days. It's a this is my value statement. This is what I do. This is the opportunities. This is the problems I solve. And you want to build it to, um, you know, what people would be searching for ideally to find you. 
you also run a consulting firm for small business, and I believe that all businesses need a coach or at least a quality accountability partner. However, while I think it is never too early to have such a relationship, there does come a point where it's too late. Why is it that business owners, especially small business owners, are reluctant to hire people like you and us? You almost made a short crack, didn't you? You were going to say small people. You were going to say especially small people. I know it was on the tip of your tongue because I know you paused. I know when you paused, you were just going to make a vertically challenged joke about me. I did not. I, I think you've got, uh, you know, no, no, I was not. Come on. No, there you go again. You were going to say little people complex. You're a pushy little bastard, ain't you? That's just wrong on so many levels. Uh. But, Jack, go ahead. I'm ashamed. Uh, <laughs> you should, um, we should all be. <laughs> um, let's see if I can remember the question. But I guess I would say pride and fear. I think uh, people kind of have this perception that, oh, I should be able to figure this out. You know, I saw the guy on YouTube. He, he figured it out himself, I think. Uh, but he doesn't know that the guy on the, on the other end had, you know, two years of coaching ahead of time. And now he's, you know, doing well. Um, but um and I think fear of the unknown because, you you know, occasionally you hear horror story, stories like, oh, I spent all this money on uh, such and such and, and got no return on it. And uh, so there's, you know, uh, people hear those little, you know, cut downs or, or uh, somebody did, in fact, maybe hire a bad coach and have bad success. Uh, but there are good coaches out there. And if you find people that have done what they're preaching uh, and uh, know what they're doing, uh, can cut years off of your uh, success curve. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of it is, yeah, I think you're right. It might be pride, uh, you know, but it always seems like it's always too late. Uh, a lot of times we'll have people come to us and I'm like, man, you should have, you know, brought us in when things were going, well, at least, you know, top line revenues were going well. But at the end of the day, even though top line revenues are going well, they hide a lot of mistakes. And as soon as that top line revenue goes down, it's like, uh, you know, it's like the boat going through the water. I always say, you know, you have the wake that follows the boat, right? Well, as soon as that boat stops, the wake always catches up. And then that's when they say, hey, I need help. You know, well, no, actually, you needed help when things were going well. You just didn't know it. Or you were reluctant or your ego said, you know, hey, we'll be fine. Everything will continue to go up. Well, that's not always the case. A lot of the time, I would say 95% of the time, that's not the case. Um, so, you know, that, that, that's my biggest issue with it. And it's just yeah. like, okay, now do we take these people on as clients? Because one, I don't know if we can really fix them. And two, you know, will I get paid at, at the end of the day? You know, that's my biggest concern. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I want to I help people, but at the end of the day, I don't do this for free. So, yeah, it's, once you're sinking, it's hard to recover that. Yeah. Well, on the, on the list of daily mistakes, um, oh, here we go. And especially those with beards, uh, that they make every day, um, simply by keeping them, um, Cash flow, cash is king, right, Jester? Or what we find on a daily basis, lack thereof, the king. Um, and it's almost like a death sentence. So what do you think is the biggest mistake um, small businesses are making uh, today? And if you believe it's uh, relevant to, or related to cash flow, please feel uh, free to speak about it. Let it flow. <laughs> Let it flow. Let the cash flow. Um I'd say it's kind of like gets down to that, you know, that 80, 20 rule. Um, you know, people are spending the majority of their time doing the stuff that's not making them revenue. So if, if a company can, you know, focus in on that 20% of things that are actually bringing in the dough and offset that the eight, so you still got to do the 80% somewhere along the way, you know, you got to do bookkeeping, bookkeeping and paperwork and, and admin stuff and HR or whatever you got. But, um, but some of that stuff you can offload onto somebody else to do, and you can focus on the 20% and actually going out, 
meeting people, shaking hands, you know, talking on the phone, sending LinkedIn invites, whatever it is that's actually getting you the appointments and actually getting you the clients. But you need to spend uh, 80% of your time doing that 20% that's actually generating that revenue. And I think a lot of us just get distracted. We go off and do this and do that. And then we just don't get focused on the right stuff. Fancy. Or we spent time on Facebook too long looking at, uh, you know, <laughs> high school uh, sweethearts uh, right. pictures or something. Or watching Gary V videos, wishing they were Gary V. <laughs> you know, it's just like, hey, you eventually got to turn Gary V off and just go do what he says. So, are you are, are you now going to admit that you admire short people? Me? Yeah, I mean, Gary V is not exactly uh, tall. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't not admire short people. Well, he put him on a pedestal. You. He is tall. Yeah, right? So, yeah, he's on my pedestal. He is tall. He's taller than me. So, it's not all short people. It's just me. Just you. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, well, well, Jess. One of these days. <laughs> this has been a great episode, and we learned so much about you and LinkedIn. Um, like we've done with other guests, we want to play a quick word associate, association game with you to get to the know you better or on, on a personal level. So, I will ask you 10 questions and you have to answer as quickly as possible. So are you ready to do this? I'm your huckleberry. Um, okay. You ready? Here we go. Sure. Fox News or CNN? Fox. Right. Skiing or beaching? Beaching. What's your spirit animal? Mountain lion. Mountain lion. Nice. Why a mountain lion? Uh, cause I had, cause I tried to punch one one time, so. What the f- No way. Whoa, 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 let's stop this. I want to hear this. Whoa, story. whoa, whoa. Were you, were you running? <laughs> I take it like you were out on a jog, weren't you? No, I, I was at a zoo with my family and, uh, we, uh, we were looking at the tigers and I heard a blood curdling sound turned around and here's a, a, a cougar had reached through the fence and somehow grabbed this little kid, uh, that was posing for a photo. And uh, the, the, the fence, like, flexed uh, a couple feet. He didn't realize that it did that, and I don't think anybody did. Didn't that and, just happen? Uh, it, was a couple, it was about four or five years ago. But, no, didn't that just happen in the news? Didn't some lady just get, like, attacked by some black jaguar or something like that? Because same oh, thing. I, could I just, be. Yeah, I just saw it. So you uh, punched it? Anyway, well, I, I <laughs> attempted. I ran through. I ran, uh, I ran and jumped into the the pit area and ran across and then the, the dad actually was up there too trying to get his kid obviously and uh he got the kid away when i was less than a foot away from the cougar so i actually realized i didn't need to be there anymore so i didn't how actually old were you but, um it was like i want to say it was like seven not to nine years ago so i suppose i was okay uh, wow. late 30s wow. <laughs> you're a hero well, I don't know. I didn't. I, I was. I tried to be. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't right. know there was a cougar in there at the time, but. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I had to break up the game just to hear the story. That was just sorry, like, sorry. way yep, too yep. awesome. Right. So you uh, almost punched a mountain lion, and there was a hot, middle-aged older chick in the same sentence. <laughs> Love it. Go ahead. Sure. What's your favorite movie? Uh, Gladiator. Okay. Well, why not? Right. You're fighting mountain lions. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Who's your uh, celebrity crush? Oh, I've been watching some TV show. It's got Piper Parabo, and she's kind of oh, okay. cute. Yeah. If you could have a beer with any past or current president, who would it be? I like Ronnie Reagan. There you go. Hey, nice. Oh, now his question's no longer as good. He had great credibility until he said that. Now it's like... Uh, beer or wine? <laughs> uh, I guess I'd like to drink wine with my wife. Uh, that's good. Good answer. 
Shamrock Shake, since we're talking about St. Patty's Day. Best thing ever or green shit sucked through a straw? Meh. Don't really care. <laughs> Favorite sandwich? Uh, French dip. Nice. And last but not least, favorite podcast. Hashtag biz. There we go. That's what I'm supposed to say, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Hey, I enjoyed having you on the show even more now, Jester. (laughs) But seriously, I really want to thank you. Uh, We want to thank you uh, for sharing um, not just the backdrop and your story, but all the wisdom today. Man, there's this this show uh, episode today is just full of some awesome content. Thank you for playing along. We would love to have you back if you if you'd be willing. Yeah. Oh, of course. I'll well, see if I can get Bridget on. There we go. Yes. <laughs> well, before we wrap this up, is there anything you want to plug? I mean, what's coming down the road for Just Tiffany? Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Um, I've been, uh, I'm doing a lot more speaking, so JustTiffany.com. Uh, you can see my – hopefully I get that speaker reel loaded up here in the next couple of days that we just recorded. And um, uh, my LinkedIn cheat sheet, uh, a lot of people like to get that. That's at uh, MNUdigital.com forward slash and then linkedin dash marketing dash cheat dash sheet so it's just linkedin marketing cheat sheet with dashes in between okay did um, you just say m and u m is in m and n is in nancy and u is in yeah. u yep. yeah it stands for marketing networking university oh, see i'm still stuck i'm still stuck on the whole linkedin cheat sheet i must be on like some <laughs> adult chat social media platform because it's like men need you right like your <laughs> men need you. i got it okay there you go, go. <laughs> uh, but it's been a pleasure. I enjoyed talking to you guys. No, no, well, thank you. We can't let you go just quite yet, Jester. Um, as you know, because you've become a fan and listened to past episodes, and we actually mentioned it on the show here today, we ask one more question at the end of every show. And depending on what you pick, um, and in any past or future episodes, what our guests pick, beard or bald, the answer will determine who hosts the podcast next week. And at the end of 2019, beard mr curfee smith will definitely not only have to shave off his beard but get this gesture this is even better than the mohawk bro he has to shave <laughs> off the whole head when i win uh well right now your date score is uh four to three bald is in the lead but however you seem like a logical guy why bald is a an unfortunate occurrence that plagues my little friend and others we all know that there's nothing better than a thick full beard and how it automatically increases your concentration, cognitive ability, and just damn straight coolness. I threw up in my mouth a little bit. You know, I don't usually do this, but just the fact that you spit the uh, concentration, cognitive ability, and damn straight coolness out in one sentence, um, kudos to you, mad props, bro. But uh, the only cool thing about looking like you, Beardo, is that when you walk into a zoo, the little kids automatically say, Mommy, look, it's a new exhibit. And then Jess turns around and punches you. I smell vermin, Poontang. Jester, <laughs> what's it going to be, bro? Beard or bald? Oh, tough call. My dad's bald. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm light, slightly thinning, but I do grow a beard quite often. So, um, And what was the score again? Four to three, bald's in the lead. All right, let's even it up for, for oh. the next guest. <laughs> Attaboy, I really appreciate that. Thank you, Jess. Thank you so much. <laughs> Cheater. Right. Uh, yeah, I did. I got a cheat sheet for that, too. <laughs> I'm going to have to get one, I think. Uh, before we go, I just want to remind everyone to subscribe at anchor.fm slash bizwithbeardandbald and then share it with your friends on all your social media pages. 
And don't forget, while you're there, everyone, if you want to feature your business by sponsoring a future episode or even a past episode, let us explain how that can benefit your business as well. Help support the show. All you have to do is hit listener support, and we can feature you or your business at the beginning of the next show. Again, thanks, Jess, for joining us today. Um, again, like he may mention, you can find Jess at JessTiffany.com, where you can schedule him to speak and buy his international best-selling book there as well. Um, he's also on LinkedIn, obviously, as he may mention. I'm not going to try to repeat what he said. I had a hard time writing that down. Uh, but go out on LinkedIn, find him, and he will get his cheat sheet to you. Uh, as well, he's on Facebook and Twitter. And again, um, not only Jester, but uh, all of our listeners, thank you for listening. And um, I'm going to go ahead and plug one more thing that's in the works. There is a, a book by an anonymous author coming down the pipes, um, and it, it, I did get uh, a glimpse and a secret um, look at the, at the title, and it's going to be What Not to Do with Your Face, and it'll be coming um, to a barbershop near you very soon. Oh. Hey, Jess, thanks for playing along, and thanks for coming on today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you again, and and if somebody uh, does send me a, a invite on LinkedIn, make sure you mention the podcast because I don't just connect to everybody. Fantastic, yes. Make sure you mention hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald when you connect with Jess Tiffany on LinkedIn. Again, Jess, thank you for joining us today. All right. Take care. All right. So there you have it, friends. Another show is in the books, but never fear, Beard and Bald will always be here. So until next time, same bald head, same beard channels. Remember, every genius idea starts with the stroke of a beard. Good afternoon, and thank you for listening to. Hashtag big the beard of all. Have a successful day. Hey, hashtag biz with beard and bald fans. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was brought to you by ACS Executives. Let me ask you something. As an entrepreneur or business owner, are you tired of struggling with running your business? Do you feel you can drive more revenue, improve your profits, and run more efficiently if you had a little help? Well, you are not alone, and there is a solution for you. Like many small businesses, as the owner, you wear a lot of hats. And why wouldn't you? You started this thing, so you're very careful and particular about it. Well, at ACX Executives, we do a deep dive into your business to help your business grow revenues, improve profits, acquire capital, and run more efficiently. We just don't point out problems. We help you resolve them through our family of companies and the solutions they provide. We share some of the best practices and processes and coach you and your team through them. Our suite of quality products and services will help you get there quickly and smoothly. That's how we ensure your success. So visit us at acsexec.com or call us at 1-800-495-6505 and schedule a free 30-minute consulting assessment. Have a successful day, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald.